Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Got welcome it. everyone welcome everyone i am here with another episode of mental health check-in with my guest alexandra ganga mm-hmm. Woo, this is my new film bff in my head <laughs> i've her at a big brother challenge usa premiere party and the rest is history she has cool energy and i asked her hey would you do Want to be a guest on the podcast, and she would say yes yeah, so quickly. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, I'm excited to be here. Yes, I love talking mental health. Mental health excites me. So my first question for you, I ask all my guests this question because um, I feel like it's not asked enough, and I want to ask you, Alexandra, how is your mental health right now? In the current moment, I think I'm in a good place. That's good. That's good. I love to hear it. You know, love to hear it. So my next question for you, growing up, was it okay not to be okay? Um, you know what? I think so. I think I grew up knowing that life is not an easy thing. So I think that it was kind of normal to not be okay. I think growing up for me, um, I said spending times. It was I feel like it wasn't okay to be okay. My grandma, she was a strong woman, you know. My grandma raised me, mom and dad was on drugs, so my grandma took me in. And I feel like I never seen her sad or nothing like that. So I was thinking, like, can I be sad? You know? But you know, mm-hmm. growing up in a black black household, you know, it's just mm-hmm. you gotta keep it in the house can't be said you know um but you know what i want to kind of dig in a little bit more because us being black people really be trying to act like we don't like it's not okay to not be okay you know what i'm saying like we don't grasp mental health like we should and i was talking about that today with a friend so i'm sorry that that was you know yeah something that you dealt with but I'm, I'm really glad that you're having these talks because it's really important to talk about like sometimes you're not gonna be okay and it's okay to not be okay but yeah at the end of the day you will get through it so yeah so that leads to my next question what do you say about what do you how do you feel about stigma surrounding you know black men a black woman that we can't speak up we can't be sad like uh, what is depression you know you're supposed to be strong you know because I think a lot of people think like Black people have been through so much that we should automatically be strong. So what do you say about the stigma? Um, it's okay to not always be strong, even though everybody, like, don't listen to society of what society has to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to go through some things. It's going to be hard. But at the end of the day, we are resilient. But it's okay sometimes. I know as a, as a woman who's titled independent woman, I don't always want to be an independent woman. I don't always want to be strong. I mean, it's a blessing and I don't want to say a curse, you know, but it's a blessing, but it's also, you know, a burden sometimes. So it's okay to not always be strong. Sometimes you need help, but that's what a community is about. So you can get the help. People are here on earth to help you. You are blessed to be a blessing. So, yeah. 
Yes, yes. Like I, the stigma. Like I say, with stigma like surrounding men, it's it's like we gotta speak. We gotta speak up when we're not okay. We gotta speak up. Um, a lot of people are dying, you know, from mm-hmm. like a lot of mental health issues, and we have to speak up. You know, people out there, we have to like not make fun of people when they speak up. You know, be there for them, talk to them. Mm-hmm. And our next question, um, before I answer the question, I just want to put this out here: anybody that's struggling with suicidal thoughts or suicidal ideation, you know, there is a National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at one 8255 That's 1-800-273-8255. And pretty soon, I believe that number will be changing. It's going to be like a four-digit code, so it'll be easier for people to dial out. And next question for you is, do you know, have you ever been through any, like, suicidal thoughts of deep depression? Do you know anybody? If you haven't been through it, like, what do you say to somebody that's going through it right now? I have not struggled with those thoughts, but I can understand why somebody would struggle with those thoughts because life be life and life gets really hard. Um, I've been super low before. I've been in the pits. Like I've been, like, I will say 2022 has probably been one of the most difficult years of my life. I've been through so much with my relationships um whether it be romantic or friendship so um I can understand how you know people will want to give up or throw in the towel but I promise you any day on earth is an opportunity to make a, a, a better decision or change your situation so I think that it's really important to see the signs of depression and suicide and to get help because I know personally from experience I am very very much when I'm going through things, I shut everybody out and I isolate. And when you isolate, it's easy for you to go into a really dark place. But understand that there's people placed on earth to help you, whether it's your therapist, your friend, your family, your loved one, or somebody who cares about you. I promise you, everyone in this world has somebody who loves them. So always recognize the signs and get the help that you need. I'm glad that you said it. Um, you haven't been through it, but you understand why somebody may want to. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say that all the time. It's like when people, I lost like a couple friends and people that I made it known to um, suicide. Um, you know, I'm I trying to use the correct term because now it's died by suicide. You don't want to say commit. Um, I lost some friends and I, even though it hurts, I still understood, you know, and I had some of my friends understand, you know, I've been through that. You know, I was almost at a cliff. Like this last year in Christmas time, you know, I lost my mom in 2019, a liver cancer, then lost my sister nine months later. So like Christmas and holidays was so hard for me. Like I actually bought an urn for myself. I was just like ready to go. And I shout out to my friend Clarkson that was like on my ass and everything, you know, I just was ready to go. Like, and I understand, like, even though it hurts, I understand why people may want to go. And it's not, I think it's dope that you can see both sides, you know, why to stay and mm-hmm. why somebody might want to go. So that's dope that you see both sides. Mm-hmm. Life, is, life gets hard, man. Yeah. It gets hard. I get it. What you said about isolation, you know, you said like, um, it's so people. easy to isolate yourself. <laughs> yes. It's so easy. I be like, yes. I be shutting down and shutting off. When I'm going through some things, I'm like, all right, well, it's me going through it. I got to get through it. And I'm, I'm so quick to cut out everybody who's there to help me. So that's why it's important. To recognize, you know, when you're in a dark place because you're going to need that help. You can't do it on your own. Yes, yes. Ugh. Isolation, guys, that's not it. 
like eat like <laughs> she said it's not okay you know isolation is the devil like i i'm quick to get into that like mode too because you know i'm a sexual assault survivor you know i've been sexually abused as a child and i found this group of men right it's this book called echoes it's just dope i found this group of men and um i forget sometimes that they hear i'm used to isolating myself i'm used to just just like cutting everybody off just going to myself and i'll be mm-hmm. forgetting there's people there and you know if you could find people out there, if you can find good people, you know, make sure you, you know, I don't know what that looks yeah. like. <laughs> Let's mm-hmm. make sure you do. And um, the next question for you, you know, what do you think of therapy? I think it's amazing. I think I need to go. I think I've been um, procrastinating for too long. I actually just had a friend that I talked to about that. Like, I think therapy is so necessary because a lot of times I internalize things. I, I don't like to complain or I don't like to be a burden to somebody else. So I don't want to be the person always complaining or venting. So I internalize a lot of things where sometimes if I just talk about it or talk out loud and just get an unbiased person to kind of hear me out. And sometimes they don't even have to give me feedback. Just me talking about it helps me to even come to a resolution. But because like I said, going back to isolation and internalizing things, if I don't speak out loud, I harbor it and it turns into resentment. It turns to hate. It turns to a pain or a burden that I just got to let go. So I think therapy is super important. I think, like I said, I've been procrastinating for too long. I need to get on therapy myself. But um, I definitely recommend um, in whatever religion, faith that you believe in, because not just therapy, it's, it's so much more. Therapy is one avenue, but I feel like whatever religion or faith that you lean on you should also lean into that too there's many different aspects but I think that therapy is very important to everybody and even a therapist needs a therapist and that's a conversation I had today so yeah I always say my thing is God of therapy you know like she said whatever your religion is you know in therapy God of therapy for me is it's you know sometimes like when I went to go find my therapist my therapist had to be faith-based you know a therapist Mm -hmm. So that I, I feel like yep. I wanted the best of both worlds, you know, because mm-hmm. <laughs> like it felt good, even though like sometimes I feel like I still got my own way, didn't want to do the homework and everything. But you know, like I, I so thankful, you know, guys. If you look for therapists, make sure you're out there looking for therapy, and always remember, just because you find one therapist and it doesn't work, it may not work that first time. Keep trying, keep searching, don't get discouraged. Like <laughs> I've been through a couple, you know. I actually been through a therapist that told me. Like after I showed him like my documentary and like what I've been through, he told me he couldn't help me. And I was a little hurt at first, but he was like, I'd rather find somebody else than me try to keep going and try to wind up hurting you more. I was like, wow, I respected it. Yeah, I was mad at first though, but yeah. <laughs> I respected yeah, it. No, that's that's real. He kept it a stack, you know what I'm saying? Like some people know their specialty. If that's not his ministry, then I'm glad that he decided to fall back and not fake it for whatever money or you know, just because it's a job. So, I mean, it's tough when you hear somebody who's not able to help you, but I can actually respect the fact that, you know, sometimes some things just be beyond you and you just like, oh, this is more than what I can chew. And I'm not trying to bite that off. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yes. So So tell me about your friend circle, you know, your your accountability circle that holds you accountable. Oh, let me tell you, because (laughs) let me, I got some good friends, some very faith-based faith-based friends who they gonna check me and if they need to curse me out they gonna curse me out with love I don't even know if that's a real thing but me and my friends we hold each other accountable like trust me 
if you wilding or going in a direction you don't need to be going, they're going to tell you. And likewise, vice versa. It's a reflection of each other. Um, I tell every and anyone who wants to be my friend, I'm going to keep it a stack. I put myself in people's shoes. And if a kettle is black, I'm going to call it black. And I'm not going to tell you I'm no angel because I'm not perfect. But yeah. if I'm going down the wrong path, I will hope that you will let me know. And if I see you yeah. going down a path that is a match with what you've been telling me is your vision, your aspirations, and your faith, I'm going to call you out. Yes. So, yeah. See, we need friends like that. Like, I remember one time I was like, oh, I was so depressed. Like, and I think my friends from church that they're still friends to this day, that they, they didn't see me. They never seen me like this. I just had some Mary J. Black, black glasses on. I was just sitting there in a bad mood. My friend got in the car. She's like, You are out of order. <laughs> She's like, You are out of order. I was sitting like, Oh wow, what is going on? Shout out to my oh, friend yeah. I was sitting just like, you know, I love friends that will call you out when you're right or wrong. I love that, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm like, and the thing is with me, I may not <laughs> receive it at the moment, but I always mm-hmm. think in the process at the end, like, damn, like they really care. They really told me this. You know, I like friends mm-hmm. that you can walk around eight shows with me. Just tell me, you know, tell me how it is. Yeah, yeah I like it very, I like it very direct. Like, like you said, I may not receive it well, or I might be a little bit hurt, but I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen. I may yeah. not react the way you want me to react immediately, but I'm one thing about it, my parents be telling me, and I'd be thankful to God for this trait. I'd be listening. I may be mad. <laughs> I may be in my feelings, but I'm going to listen because I take everything with a grain of salt and I'll come back yeah. and I'll be like, you know what? You're right. I was wilding and I apologize. <laughs> I have no problem yeah. apologizing if I'm wrong, you know? That's so I'll be I'm like, I realized, I, I figured that I, I realized it. They're like, well, I told you. I'm like, I don't, I don't. I just didn't hear it at first. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I wasn't trying to hear it. Um, mm-hmm. Next question. What was your family dynamic like growing up? So um, that's a good question. Um, I was disciplined. Um, I was raised in a strict home. Um. But all in all, I can honestly say, looking back as an adult, I was raised with love. And um, I feel like I'm blessed to say that because I can, you can tell and I can tell and I know like a lot of times when you're in a family dynamic or even a friendship dynamic, you can tell when someone has been raised on survival and someone who's been raised on love. And like, there's parts of my, my mother and my father's life that they've told me about from, you know, us talking that I can see that some of the times they were raised on survival as opposed to love. And they did their due diligence to make sure that me and my siblings were raised on love. So when I say that I love hard, I know everyone hears that and gets worried. Like, Oh, what does that mean? Like loving hard. That sounds scary. That sounds obsessive, but I have a very forgiving spirit and a very gracious spirit because that same spirit was extended to me from my mother and my father. Like there was nothing I could do where my parents never forgive me. And trust me, I did some things in my life. You feel me? I'm not perfect. I'm not no angel, but I know that my mother and my father will always love me and they will always forgive me. So that same spirit that they have given to me, I've learned to give to others. So it's very, very important when I say that I'm raised on love because all I know is love. I always see the good in people. So that's good. That's good to um like that's good to have. That's good quality, you know, we'll be raised on that. You know, I like it's crazy that you said that it got me thinking because I think I was, you know, my story is basically I was sexually abused by two of my cousins as a child. So, you know, that's like messed me up like 
the rest of my life. But you know, I'm you know currently trying to heal from it. You know, get mentorship from it. You know, a lot of I know a lot of guys. Like I think the book Echo is basically about sexually abuse survivors telling their stories. You know, they're telling stories, but they're also educating people. You know, the signs to look out for if their child, you know, sexually abused. Like that book is like so good. Like I'll tell you, it was a lot to read at first. It was a lot. Like it was a lot. But you know, I felt like you know, damn, like somebody's been through what I've been through. So like when you just said what you said, I feel like maybe, you know, I think about, I never thought about it, like, maybe I was raised on survival, you know? I wasn't, love, you know, mm. was I really love, you know? Was I raised on, well, maybe, was I raised on survival, you know? Because now I love hard, you know? But mm-hmm. like, I'm all, like, my issues is with men. So like, I love hard. And then I'm like, if I try to be cool with men, I'm just like, even, it's even they want to be cool with me because my lifestyle, you know, being gay. Or is even like I'm waiting for something to happen. I was like, oh, I'm cool with this mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, I'm trusting them, but like something gonna happen. As soon as something happens, like see, that's why I'm hanging out with men. It's yeah. easier. But it's crazy that you said that. Thank you for saying that. When I every time I do these Emmental check-ins, sometimes like I always like learn some stuff about myself, which is good. Yeah. And this is what it's yes. about. This is why it's important to have these conversations. I'm very big on having conversations when we met I had told you I had a podcast too so like my goal in life is to help people and also learn from people learning is lifelong it's I don't think there's ever a time you learn something new every day you know what I'm saying and as I go through life I learn things and I'm like okay and I get it I start getting it and I start following and this is not even to say that if you're if you're raised on survival you can't love hard no you're just a little bit more in tune with like you you have your guard is usually up but you have a level of vigilance you have a level of discernment you know what i'm saying because you either grew up a little too fast or grew up with reason to have another layer to look at uh, another lens to look at life yeah i hope that makes sense that makes sense yeah people yeah make sure you guys like no matter what type of trauma you've been to make sure you're out there getting into therapy again um express that you know or um like i do on the side um i do nami um nami is a national organization against mental health but i they have chapters so i'm in nami bus county i do online support groups you know make sure you get you know therapy is not enough for you you know you, you have free online support groups you know we have them um, oh, sunday through thursdays you know different support groups like i run um i co-facilitate a black minds matter group i co-facilitate a grief group co-facilitate a men's group you know it's crazy i've been doing issues with men but i'm doing a men's group um as i depression group you know there are resources out there you know but therapy isn't enough or if you wait for therapy because it's been like a shortage of therapy where people got to wait three to six months you know um i love i love i love what you're doing I love what you're doing. I support the cause. I support the mission. Even when I met you, I was so happy to hear and just, you know, find out the things that you have going on. So I love that. And keep up the good work because we need crazy. The the community needs you. The story with that, right, is like, okay, I got invited, you know. I did the mental health check-in with Aza. And she was like, where you at? I was like, local you know i'm local <laughs> i was like i'm mm-hmm. in philly but i live in delaware she's like would you come in here to the party <laughs> to the party if i get a ticket i was like oh i don't know that's was my friend page and i was like i don't know if i want to go you know like you know people don't understand like sexual abuse that gives you like it messes you up so i have self-esteem issues i was like i don't want to go i don't know nobody 
and my friend Paige gets me to go. So I was like, I was like, girl, I'm gonna go. She's like, I'm gonna put you on the list, blah, blah. So I was, you know, I got to New York City. You know, I went in there and I think I, my friends, I was the only one. I was so like, I was like so surprised that I was on VIP. But my friends was like, why would you be surprised? And she invited you. I said, I never been to events like this. I don't go out. Like I just chill in the house, go to work. I don't. And after going to that event, it made me want to go out a little, little more. You know, it made me want to just experience yeah. stuff. You know, when I met you, it was like, like you had so much energy. I was like sitting up that top. I was like, first of all, I was hot. <laughs> Sit up there with you. I think we, me and you found a cool spot. And I was like, talk to, I remember I think I was like, you been on TV? He was like, no, I lost the cousin. I was like, oh, we just started talking and hit it off. Like, like mm-hmm. I vibe off energy and everything. Your energy was so good. We had a good talk, you know. We talk about being different people. <laughs> you know, we were yeah. talking stuff like that. Um, my next question for you. Um, how do you, like, I saw this, um, um, somebody put this on Facebook yesterday, right? And this is like a question off my head. Like, how, do you think we need more black therapists? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And I say that because representation matters. Um, and at the end of the day, and this is all preference. Just because yeah. you're black don't mean you have to have a black therapist. But yeah. a lot, a lot of people feel more comfortable identifying and talking and dealing with the person that looks like them. Yeah. So it's all about diversity. It's about, you know, if I'm black and I want a white therapist and I'm looking for a white therapist and a white therapist exists, cool. But if I'm black and I'm looking for a black therapist, there needs to be black therapists that I can seek out to find. You know what I'm saying? So yes. I think I think that's super important. I think that, you know, the diversity and the representation matters because somebody gonna need a black therapist, whether they black or not. Yeah, so my search of therapist, my therapist had to be like, I didn't want it to be a man, but I was like, if I'm working on men issues, I need to trust. So I wanted to be black and because like, I had to think like this, like, you know, like we said, that's our preference. You know, people have their preference of who they want to, you know, be their therapist. So I think like, can a white therapist teach me to like understand the struggles of a black man? You know, not only have I been sexually abused or gay, but you know, the struggles of a black man and my therapist said that to me. He was like, you know, you put, he's like, you did a good choice. You know, people had their preference, you know. But like, will somebody really understand the struggle of being a Black man? And I was like, damn. Mm. It's mm. good. Mm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's good. so deep. That's yeah. so deep. But you know what? It's so many levels to that. And I'm going to even yeah. take it down to me being a woman. Yes. I had a, I had a gynecologist. And I had a procedure that needed to be done and he couldn't do it. And I was, I thought he was kidding. I was like, yo, and you know what? Let me be transparent because that's the human aspect of things like this. Yeah. I had an IUD implant, Mm -hmm. which goes into your vagina and inserts into your cervix and you keep it for five years. So it was time five years for that organ what is it uh tool whatever for the little thing to be removed okay it was time for the tool to be pulled out of my vagina out of my cervix I go to my male gynecologist and I tell him it's time can you take it out and he's making jokes and I'm like these jokes not that funny but you know I'm here can you take out this he's like well you trying to get another one I'm like let's focus on taking this out you you having a lot of conversation right now I'm quite vulnerable. I don't know you like that. You're about to be all up in my private part. So let's just get the procedure done. No yeah. small talk. Let's just get right into it. He goes in, inserts his finger, moves it around, moves it around, comes out. 
He's like, I can't find it. I'm like, what you mean you can't find it? <laughs> don't play with me, sir. I'm not here for the games. I need this removed. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I need this removed. He goes in again, whatever he's doing with his fingers. He pulled out. He's like, I'm not playing. It's not there. Now, listen to me. If something is inserted in your body for five years and it's supposed to come out and you telling me it's not there, that's scary. Yeah. That is terrifying. So I'm like, bro, what do you mean it's not there? I'm like, ain't no way. I never took it out. I never seen it come out. Like, are you sure? Let's get to the next step. Is it an x-ray? Is it ultrasound? Like, what do we need? We go ahead, do the ultrasound. It's there. Okay. It's there and it's properly placed. So I'm like, bro, I don't know what kind of games y'all on, but I need this removed because I'm not playing. Like, I need this removed. I go back and I'm like, you know what? Give me a lady gynecologist, a woman yeah. who has a vagina, who can relate and who understands. I'm not, yeah. I'm not knocking his credentials as a man. I know he studied it. He's been a gynecologist yeah. for over how many years? But at the end of the day, I'm more comfortable with a woman who has the same organs as me performing yeah. a, a procedure on my private parts because she yeah. understands and she knows what she's dealing with. Yeah. So that's a very one-off story. But when I say something like that, you cannot knock people's experiences in their life. From that moment on, I went to the lady gynecologist in one appointment. She stuck her finger up, pulled it out and told me, here you go. It's out without even a flinch, a budge or nothing. She she Uh, used her finger, went in and pulled it out so easy. And that only goes to show like, it's not that I hate male gynecologists, but my preference is I'd rather yeah. somebody who has the same organs as me understand and know how my body function because she got the same type of body function in the same type of way. Yeah. So yeah. representation matters. It's not, I, like I said, I don't hate male gynecologists. I don't discredit male gynecologists, yeah. but I feel more comfortable with a woman because she's working on my body that she has a similar experience yeah. with in her own body. Yep. But I yep. know that was a lot. That was a lot, but that was okay. It's okay. You know, you had to <laughs> I, I'm starting to mm-hmm. um the next question. I got like three more questions and then we'll be done. My next question for you is um uh, you know, I gotta talk about this, you know. Black woman, black mm-hmm. woman, um, and mental health, you know, a lot of people think, you know, you know, I said earlier, black women are supposed to be strong, you know. Let's talk about the stigma more about, you know, surrounding Black women and mental health. You know, I think y'all Black women are one of the most dopest, strongest, smartest persons on this earth, you know? And, you know, you. y'all all deserve y'all flowers. <laughs> so let's talk about it. <laughs> well, Black women are pretty resilient. I think Black people are resilient, but I know that Black women... We move with a lot of grace. A lot of us, I hate to generalize, but like as a black woman, we not just fighting for black women. We we fighting for black people. We fighting for black men too. We fighting for black children. We fighting for, we just fighting for us. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us are like, I don't, it don't matter how many black men play me. Guess what? I'm a still love black men. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the thing about black women. You know, like there's nothing more I can say. And as a black woman, I am so thankful to be black. I'm so thankful for, to be a woman. And my goal in life is to uplift other black people. And that's not just like, because 
you know, black people are great and I just want to do everything. I love people in general. I'm helping everyone. But when I tell you my passion and my love resides in black people, we've been through so much and ain't nobody who, who, who checking for us and who looking for us, looking out for us besides us. Be real. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. So the softest part of my heart is for black people. So I feel like as a black woman, I love that about myself. I love the fact that I can love unconditionally. I can, I can be there for me and mine. You know, I, I love black women. I love being a black woman. I, I, I agree with you in the sense that black women are amazing. And we go through a lot too. We always yeah. labeled aggressive. We are always undermined. We are always, people don't be caring about black women like that. But at the end of the day, we still rise. What, what, what Maya Angelou say? Still I rise? Yes. One thing about black women, we still gonna rise, okay? We still yes. gonna rise. So, yeah. Whew. That was some good stuff. That was some good stuff. Um, <laughs> what are some good um, coping skills or self-care skills you can give somebody that's, you know, struggling? Coping. Okay. So I know personally I've been in dark places, especially 2022. I told you this has been the toughest year of my life. And we only on month seven. It's not even a full year. Yeah. I went through a lot of heavy moments earlier on in this year. But I think that whatever faith that like I know I touched on whatever religion that you follow I think that being faith-based being faith-based is super important um I'm a Christian I believe in Christ um I think the most important to me is my relationship as opposed to a religion because religion is just laws and you know a blueprint it's supposed to help you with your faith but I think that prayer has gotten me through so much so prayer is my personal coping I think working out, <laughs> working out is such an underrated therapy that people don't know. Boy, let me tell you, working out will help you physically and mentally. And I think the third thing, and this is this is personal. This is my own personal, very, very personal. But like, I tend to run away sometimes and avoid my problems, which is not a good thing. I'm not saying it's a good thing. But baby, I've been booking these flights. You know how they do like catch flights, not feelings? Boy, let me tell you, <laughs> traveling, traveling has been my therapy. As soon as yes. I feel stressed or anything, I'll be like, hmm, let me see what these, these flights looking like to Jamaica. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. my therapy. That's something that, you know, just getting, a, just getting a, away. And, and, and everyone can't afford a trip. I understand that right now, inflation is crazy. But disconnecting, the moral to like me taking trips, disconnecting is so important sometimes we are just burning with so much you got work you got kids you got a man you got a personal life you got a job you got a hobby you got you just doing 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 sometimes it's okay to disconnect and unplug and that's what I do when I take these trips I just disconnect and I unplug and I kind of recalibrate and I just kind of just you know take a step back from my normal daily routine so um, those are my coping prayer. Um, I need to add therapy to the list. So please hold me accountable. Yeah. I, I promise you, I'm gonna go to I therapy. Will. I, need to go I, to will. Therapy. I, I keep saying will. I'm gonna go to therapy. Yeah, I keep saying I'm gonna go to therapy, and I haven't yet. So that's actually on my list, and I 100% recommend. But my current coping mechanisms have been prayer, um, exercise, fitness, um, and traveling. 
And I want to say, guys, you know, she mentioned traveling. You know, that is a dope idea, you know, especially for somebody that, like I said, doesn't put themselves first, you know, doesn't put themselves first. That could be definitely good for you. And it doesn't have to be flying. You could drive somewhere to another city close to you. Mm-hmm. You can get the train, you know, you can catch a Greyhound, make a bus. It's traveling. It's traveling, you know, a beach day. <laughs> it could be anything. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, some coping skills, I would say, you know, try to get like a hobby. Um, a journaling, you know, I love listening to music. Worship music is my thing. You know, when I started off in the morning, I was in the worship and gospel in the car. Sometimes I'm working these people getting on my damn nerves. <laughs> I would put mm-hmm. worship and gospel, I put a sermon on. Listen, whatever mm-hmm. open skill or self care looks like to you, you know, get my pedicure. You know, men can get pedicures and manicures. I do it, it's very relaxing, you know. They got CBD or you in the pedicures now. <laughs> so that's Whoa, where? I need that. In Delaware. Somewhere in Delaware. <laughs> they, it makes your legs feel so good. Um, you know, it's a massage. Yeah, it's a massage. A facial. A spa day, you know. Yes. And these are ways <laughs> to disconnect and just focus on yourself, you know? Yeah, and like you admit this, um, you mentioned fitness. Fitness also helps, guys. Like, I'm Need to be working out more but i remember i was walking and talking to my therapist that shit felt so good i was like getting stuff i was like oh wow i'm working out and talking to my therapist you know to the gym i walk even if you walk a day like i saw this um thing on tiktok yesterday somebody's tiktok um this girl she walks but she listens to an album each day so that our whole album the time it was 49 minutes of an album or an hour that's a whole walk and mm-hmm. I was like, wow, you know, now all albums are good to do that, but, <laughs> but I missed it. <laughs> listen, so silly. I was like, I had to take some old stuff from where I grew up and listen to it. I had to take that. But uh, <laughs> oh, that was so funny. Um, what what can you tell to someone? What can you say to someone that doesn't want to put their mental health first? What can you say to them? I think you have to prioritize that. I think that putting your mental health first is when your mental is not together nothing else is going to be together I promise you I've seen people go on mental health crisis I've seen and and people take a lot of people take mental health lightly but I feel like you should definitely put that first because if your mental is not together it's basically being it's like you you're physically ill if you don't have a mind you don't have anything so I think that is something that we all need to prioritize. I think that even if you if you if you haven't been prioritizing it, I'm not knocking you, but you don't ever want to go into a mental crisis. And I've seen loved ones firsthand personally get into mental crisis. And when you're in a mental crisis, you can't function for yourself. You can. So I think people should definitely prioritize their mental. And if you need help, there's resources. Go ahead and reach out to them resources because it's a lot of things that you can't do by yourself period and I know that because there's a lot of things in my life that I've done that I haven't been able to do by myself and nobody in life is telling you to do anything by yourself there's help there's always help so if you're not prioritizing your mental I think that you know that's been a pattern for you you should start today yes like she said make sure you put yourself nobody's gonna put yourself first like you are put yourself first your mental health matters you matter your life matters. You know, we are losing mm-hmm. too many people to suicide, you know, and make sure you reach out to like a strong friends, you know, some reach out to all yeah. friends. I'm, reach out to all friends. Um, ask yeah. that question. Like when I do the show, I always ask in the beginning, how's your mental health? That question is not asked. Nobody really doesn't ask me that. So, you know, make sure you ask people, you know, because like I always say somebody can be saying, like, I could be like, 
hey, how you doing? You know, you could be like, I'm okay, but mentally you could be struggling, you know? Mm-hmm. You still be struggling. Now, People, now, you know, now I'm going to ask you, how's your mental? Where- My mental health is good. You know, I think today I had like a little whatever it's just like job stress whatever but um mama tell has been good you know i i haven't had any suicidal thoughts in a while even though when i was in new york city my anxiety was bad but you know once i got in that mm-hmm. room i was good uh <laughs> it was like really really good mama tell good, yeah so um like my friends like i'm a big person that goes off on facebook like when i'm going through shit so like my friends from the um book echoes like i did day podcast episodes i'm gonna send it to you they dropped like I dropped two episodes from two different people and it was like, you know, after the, like we cut the camera, <laughs> it was like, Lee, you know, don't do that no more, you know, like reach out to us, you know, and I'm like telling them, I said, mm-hmm. I know that you're there, but sometimes I get isolation and then, you know, the devil be like, mm-hmm. you, ain't got, you ain't got nobody, you know, ain't nobody there. And I told mm-hmm. them I want to do better to try to reach out. You know, one of the guys that yes. I, I interviewed, it. guys, Mario, Mario, was his interview today and we had so much in common. I was like, wow, we talk on Facebook. I didn't know we had a lot of common. A lot of thoughts that I had, he had. I said, listen, you're going to be my mentor, my other mentor. <laughs> so you're going to be my other mentor. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you put that but that's good, though. Guys. You see how you reaching out to your community, building your tribe, yeah. finding your mentors. Just That's the help that we need to lean on. You need to see, oh, hold on. I got I got to use the bathroom. Um, you just, I've been drinking this water. So give me a second. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the guys, you know, make sure you put your mental health first. It is important. Make sure, you know, you're doing what you got to do. You are needed. Your life matters. And we love you. <laughs> we definitely do. Um, and if anybody's listening to this, you know, find hope there's hope out there for you if anybody needs somebody you can reach out to me or any of my guests you know we i would love to have you on to talk mental health you know let's do it when this mental health check-ins it's not set up for views it's not set up for to be famous it's just set up to have these conversations you know just had these conversations. So my last question for you before we end mm-hmm. this is what is next for you? I like to end off on a positive note where somebody promote themselves. So what's next for you? I think what's next for me, and um, this is something I really enjoy doing, is being there and showing up for people. You know, just like just having this conversation right now means so much yes. to me. And I just feel like um when my cup is full, it needs to pour into others. And sometimes my cup is not always going to be full. So I'm looking for the next person whose cup I can fill up, who I can help in their journey, because life is a journey and it's not easy. And I keep talking about community and finding your tribe. So I think the next thing for me is to just continue to figure out who I can show up for and who I can, I can uplift. Because like you said, you know, everyone's life matters. We're all here for a reason. So if I can show up for people and be there for people and help people in their journey, because I know I've, I've been helped in my journey, I feel like that's what is placed heavily on my heart and that's what I want to do. So, yeah. Yes, yes, guys, yes. Thank you for being a guest tonight. Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate you, you know, 
like I said, when I first met you, it was just energy at first sight. I was like, oh, this girl. <laughs> likewise, girl. likewise. And you better stay in touch. We friends now. And if you need no, anything, come yes, to me too. So yes, yes. So um, I'll be in DC one of these days to come hang out. This is a train ride. Yes, away. I love that. Yes, please. Yeah. And it's a short train. I be on the train all the time to New York. And every time I take a little nap, we in Philly when I blink, so... Yeah. Yes, hold on. There you go.